0: Well, here we are. Um, thank you. So here's my buddy, Andrew. Uh, I hello. met Andrew uh, about a little bit over a year ago. He's been one of my closer friends here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, you can introduce up a little bit, Andrew.
1: Uh, hello. My name is Andrew Brown. Um, I'm one of Chris's good friends from St. Louis. Chris is one of my good friends in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, we've been... Going to Wash U for about a year. Chris is from Miami. Um, I'm from Sacramento. Sacramento. All the way across the other side of the nation. All the way across your other nation. <laughs> uh, when uh, Chris was a freshman, there were uh, two Chrises in the group, both from Miami, um, and I believe referred to we referred to one as Miami Chris, and then Chris is just Chris. So even though they're both from Miami. That the Chris we're with is not Miami Chris, he's just he's just plain old Chris. I
0: think. <laughs> well thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing a little bit about, about my history. So yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I appreciate you you coming, Andrew. You're officially the first person who I'm who I'm um, like talking and having conversation with, so a deep honor. Deep, deep honor. Well it, it is an honor for myself as well. <laughs> no, but all right, let's uh let's get straight to it. I'm gonna give you a very nice and broad question. Okay, cool. So If there's like something that like defines you as a person Hmm. what would it be cool
1: okay um that is a good question well i can tell you what i want my answer to be um and and that would be um, i'm a christian i love jesus and i want to serve him with my life um and so that's what I hope defines me. Um, and I guess if you follow my life, follow kind of what I've wrestled with my whole life, um, the the thing I struggle with, whether or not defines me, is like wrestling with thoughts and worries. I think a lot and... Uh, I think about my thinking and I think how other people perceive me and I wonder what might come in the future and that sort of thing. Um, And that's just, that's been true for as long as I remember. Um, And so that's, I think, like apart from Jesus, that's what would define me is trying to do things like well, so that people like me, so that um, my parents think highly of me, so that people in my church think highly of me, so that I can have the life I want, you know, so that things will go my way. that's that's how it would be apart from Jesus with, with Jesus I know a lot of those things are a lie that that he's in control of my future that um, we are to do our best for today and not worry about tomorrow um, that doing well means uh, having a right heart before God and doing things out of gratitude to him as opposed to, to to make other people think highly of you um, so that's, that's kind of my wrestling match over what defines me.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. So <clears throat> where, where sort of are you in life right now? Like in terms of like season, like what, what's going through your mind? Where are you? Where did you just come from? Can mm-hmm. you need to talk more about that? Yeah, cool. Um,
1: so I'd say to this point, I can divide my life into two sections. One would be living in Sacramento at home, so little boy, through high school, um, and then and I went at home. I I've lived in one house my whole life. I went to a, a little private Christian Lutheran school that was K through eight. So I went to one school, and then I went to one high school, and so not much in my life changed. And then I left and I went to Whitworth University in Spokane, Washington. Um, little. Liberal Arts Christian School, Um, and from that point, everything about my life was completely different than it had been. And so I did three years at Whitworth, and then uh, there was what they called a a three-two program, where I got to finish up my Whitworth degree and start a new degree. Um, And that new degree I started at at Washington University in St. Louis. Um, So I'm here in St. Louis. I did three years of school in St. Louis. uh, Got my masters um, from washu and now I am working for Boeing um, and that just started this year uh, a month and a half ago um, I just started dating a girl her name's Mackenzie Anderson I think she's wonderful uh, so I guess that's kind of where I am in life is uh, a young adult just started a new job um, it's my first real job first adult job as you would if you would um, and um, yeah, dating this girl, would like to be married someday, um, would like to have a good job, would like to be faithful in both those things. Um, but it's interesting because for the first time in my life, I have the, when you're in, when you're in grade school, everything's pretty set out for you. You better do grade school. You don't really have much of choice, <laughs> um, and and now I have a job and I don't have to do any single thing. I could work this job until the day I die, if I don't get fired, which you know, <laughs>
0: hopefully I Yeah, that's, I won. Uh, if that, won. Yeah, that's if enough. If Boeing persists, you know, <laughs> <how> I, <laughs> it's
1: a possibility. Um, or I could quit tomorrow and I was just talking with a buddy, start a long business. I could pick up and go to. Bali, like <laughs> you know, um, I have options. So that's strange, and so it's kind of a fascinating. When you're married, you you know that God's will for your life is to love your spouse well and love the people around you well. When you're in school, you know God's will for your life is to do school well and love the people around you well. And right now, you know God's will for your life is to love the people around you well to serve for them. But it feels as though there's a lot of freedom to choose how that looks and so that can be a little bit nerve wracking. Um, but also exciting. Um, and, and it's a good I don't know, it stretches you interesting trusting that no, really God is in control and whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your heart into you? the glory of God. Or something like that. Or, um, or something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I am. Cool. And then so you're so you are talking a lot about like, oh well well I I could do this or I could do that and like all the possibilities. So um, where at least right now is, I'm not going to talk about like the near future just yet, but mm-hmm. in terms of like long term, like, let's say like 20 years from now, like, or like even, even like 40 years from now, like where, like when, when you're an, an old man, you're looking to retire mm-hmm. sort of what, where do you want to be in sort of what, what do you want to look back, look at and like be proud of or say like, Oh man, like I'm like, yeah. it was a good run.
1: That makes sense. Um, something that has been on my heart recently, um, when when Paul talks about giving in the church, it's well Jesus tells us to give sacrificially, so that's that's where we start. Um, but but then, my understanding is that biblical giving is um, it's so that. We share equally so that if there are some in the church who have need, those who have plenty help those who have need, so they no longer have need. Um and and the church is not an American thing, it's a global thing. And there are there are all sorts of places in the church that you know, they're just as much of brothers and sisters as the church down the street. And they have need. Um and, and in America we have physical resources. Um and and so I I know that for as long as I live here and have access to those resources, my job is to use them generously and faithfully, um, understanding that um, much of the church is in need of those. Um, I mean, clearly, what they really need is you know, is God is the Spirit, but but um, Paul is supported with physical things too um, when. There was a. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when there was a, a famine, in one of the churches, that the other churches gave to to help that church.
0: Um,
1: am I am I making things up in the Bible or am I right?
0: Um, possibly. I I can't give you transfer answer right now, but you can. We'll take. We'll take it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, listeners, future listeners, if I'm wrong, uh, <laughs> scratch that. <laughs> but but I, I think I'm remembering that correctly. Um, you know. So so. Well, certainly James talks about it. if, you know, brothers in need and you say, go and be fed, but don't give them food, you don't really have much faith. Um, you don't really love them, you don't really mean it. So, so I'm sure that um, as I am in the U.S. and have resources, my job is to use those resources to um, further the gospel, the good news, and uh, help the church and other places that, that needs what I have to help them. Um, and then recently, um, I, I heard of a man who bought up all the houses on his street, and has he says he has 18 children. <laughs> he doesn't really, but he, he lets other people come and live in those homes, and, and they're just always welcome at his house. Um, and so if I'm 60 or 80, I, I hope I get to look back and, and say, I loved a lot of people in the name of Jesus, and, and gave sacrificially. Spent my time doing those things more than other things.
0: Interesting. So you're saying that when you look back, you want a life characterized by love and by loving other people, by being generous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where it's no longer comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, that's where you would emphasize like the sacrificial mm-hmm. part. Of it.
1: Not for the sake of sacrifice, but for the sake of love. Mm-hmm. But if. What Jesus says is true. Following Him is going to require, in order to love like He has loved, we're going to have to sacrifice.
0: Interesting. All right, cool. Appreciate you sharing. But now, but now more into now. That's like the overall like vision. Just living a life marked by like, yeah. gen- generosity and love. Well, let's say that you're sixty years old, or you're seventy, and you look back and like What do you sort of want to see? Like, what do you want to do and be like, man? That was that was fun. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. Um,
1: I'd love to shoot a big buck someday.
0: (laughs) Elaborate. (laughs) With okay, so
1: so so there's this this uh, if you're familiar with the show Arrow. No, um, no, no, um, no. E- uh, even if I
0: were explaining explain okay. uh, listeners. Well, there's a...
1: I don't I was in high school. So sometime between 20, 2012 and 2016, um, The Arrow came out. And it, I think it was on Hulu, maybe? I'm not sure. But it's about this kind of vigilante justice guy who uh, used a bow as his weapon. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And so for mm-hmm. Christmas one year... Oh, and also I think like... Um, I think living like a Native American off the land with a bow, they make their bow from tree, you know, from wood, from sinews, from animals, you know, just, just the, the not needing to depend on other things, but, but having um, your ability to make your weapons and stuff by yourself. I think that's really cool. And I just think archery is awesome. Um, and so I asked for Christmas, I asked for a recurve bow because uh, like you can get a compound, but when you get a compound, two things, there's mechanical advantages. So you can pull, like say you have like an 80 pound draw, but you only have to hold like 30 pounds on it. Um, and that's just, I don't know, it feels like cheating to me. Like <laughs> anybody can, can hold 30 pounds, you know, use their body, pull back with all their strong muscles, you know, get it back and then hold 30 pounds. There's a sight on it. Well, you can, I mean, you can get a sight with a rifle. Um, but when you use a, uh, a compound bow uh, or a recurve bow, um, you can get a sight, but also in the same way you can pick up a baseball and hit what you're aiming at for the most part. If you practice enough, your brain will learn how your bow works, and so you don't need a sight. It's all intuitive. Um, and and so I got this recurve bow for Christmas. It's a 55 pound draw, and and that in order to pull it back correctly, like I'm not strong enough to do it right now. I need a, <gasps> I need to practice to you know to be able to to do it right. Um, and uh, I would love to shoot a deer with that bow. Because I just think that would be, I don't know, it's the hard way to do it. It's the kind of the realer way to do it. Uh, that would be sweet. Um, hey, what stopped you? What has stopped me? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm from California, and we don't have many deer in California. So I've tried. Um, not a lot, because normally I haven't. I, well, for the years I've owned the bow. I've had an internship during the summer. And then... Uh, I'll come back at the end of the summer and it's deer season, but I also want to spend time with friends and family and so I don't make that a priority. So I've gone out once or twice. Um, I got really close to a, to a doe and a fawn once. They were within oh, three and a half feet of me. I mean, if I were <laughs> fast enough, I, could, you know, I couldn't actually touch her. She saw me right away. Or, I mean, as, as she got close, she, she saw me and spooked. Um, but, but I've been close enough to a deer to shoot it, but it's gotta be a buck. Um, but in Missouri, there are more deer. And the season is longer, and in theory, I have more free time, so <laughs> <In theory>. yeah, <laughs> someday. <laughs> all
0: right, and uh, anything else said? And like, you look back, and like, that was, I really hope I've done that. Right. Yeah, um,
1: I don't know, I'm, I'm down for adventure, but there's nothing I'm feeling like I, I, I need to do. Um, I like sailing. Um... Again, apparently, I like things where you don't need other, like, you're self-sufficient in them. Uh, but I just think sailing ships are really cool because you all you need is the wind. You got the ocean. You got fish. You can go anywhere in the world. Um, you have to uh, – a storm is a real challenge. It risks life and limb, which is kind of foolhardy, but also um, it feels real. Um there is an old type of ship called a pinky schooner, like your, your little finger pinky, um, a pinky schooner. And it is really cool because it's double masted, um, square rigged, uh, which makes it look like an old, so, so you have, when it comes to sailing ships, you have new modern ships. Most of the time they'll have what you call a sloop, which is those, it kind of looks like a triangle. And there'll be one mast with a triangle sail. I believe that's called the Latine sail. And that's what allowed the age of exploration with Christopher Columbus and everything, because with the Latine sail, you can tack much closer into the wind. So you can sail, basically you can, as long as there is wind, you can choose your direction. Um, you can even go like 30 degrees into the wind. So you can you can get really close to going straight up wind and then you just kind of crisscross back and forth and you can actually make progress up wind, which is incredible. Um, and, and check me on this. We also have square rigged vessels um, and, and those are, um, tall ships where it'll be like a, a man of war or a, um, other names, I can't remember right now, but big masts and then there'll be big square sails. And so there's a lot of sheet you can put in the wind. You can um, use more of the power of the wind, but you're not as agile. Um, but I really like the, the appearance of those ships. Um, I think they're fascinating. The lore that comes along with them is really fun. Um, and, and so the Pinky Schooner is, it's small enough, it has two masts, I believe, and you could crew it with six, say. and But it looks, it has that, that same look as those old tall ships. Um, and, and it was. I mean, it's been around for many years. Um, and so it's kind of a daydream of mine to have six friends be my crew and sail somewhere around the world. And, sail you know, the seas. Scooters. yeah, Pinky scooter. Yeah. yeah. Which would be awesome. I, I doubt that'll be a priority in my life. Yeah. I doubt I'll, I'll actually take, you know, I know I could, but I doubt I'll take steps toward that. But... In kind of my daydream world, I think that'd be really, really cool. So, what would your priorities be? Family, um, friends, church, loving people at work well. Um, Yeah. Uh, Having open hands. Here I am, Lord. Where do you want me to go? Um, Generally, that doesn't lead quite where you expect. (laughs) But uh, I expect to have a family. I expect to do that well. I expect to have good friends that I invest in. And and so the fun activities that I do I expect to be centered more around how do I love these people well as opposed to what, what exciting ventures do I want to pursue for myself. And if that you know if that ends up looking like getting a pinky schooner so I can do like a Bible camp with kids to teach them how to sail, oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. But uh, you know, God could do that. Who knows if he will, but but that would be rare if he did. He may, and I would love it. But I'm I'm not really expecting that to happen.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we we could get into like a into rabbit hole there, and I'm very tempted to and actually I will do it. Okay, cool. So, so let's just let's just do it. Cool. So when you say like God can yeah. Do it. What do you mean? Do you mean, how do you balance sort of like um, God doing things and then you doing things? How, how would you sort of hmm. describe the interplay between that?
1: Well, I don't think I'm going to answer your question. But I know... I, I know my job is to be obedient and um, to whoever the listener is, I hope you know your Bible better than I do. because I'm going to talk about things and you're just going to have to go look it up to make sure to, to get references and see what I'm talking about. But, but Paul talks about, you know, if you're, um, if you're a slave and um, were converted. Try to gain your freedom, but also, God put you in your station for a reason. Um, if you're if you're married to to a non-believer um, and, and, and and you're converted, stay in your station. God put you there on purpose. Um, it's, you know, we, we could have been born anywhere. We were born here with the traits we have to the people we've been placed with, um, and, um, you know, the the woman at the well. Um, she, she wanted to follow Jesus. He says, "No, go back to your town and tell the people what I've done for you. Um, I, I think often, um, I think for most people, not all, there are those who are called to be missionaries who are called to go and, and God makes that clear to those for whom that counts, I, I believe. Um, but I think for most, our job is to be faithful in the station we have been placed. Um, and the station I have been placed um, looks like um, living in the States, um, right now, hanging out with people who are connected to Acts, um, loving the people I, I know at Boeing. Um, and God hasn't put anything specific on my heart that would make me think, Obedience looks like doing anything else than where I am right now. Um, But I know he can make himself clear and say, no, this is, you know, for, 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 um, he was pretty clear to Paul what obedience looks like. Um, And, and so I know he could do something like that in my life. But until then, I know there are things where I need to be obedient. That looks like love the people around me give sacrificially. Um, be willing to go and do things if, if God calls me to them. Um, but I haven't seen anything in my life that looks like God's specifically saying, Andrew, you need to go start a camp where you teach kids to sail on a schooner. <laughs> he could. You know, maybe that idea, maybe that is the beginning of God pushing me in that direction. Um, but some other clearer things are going to have to happen before I leave this current station that I have. Um, that's my thoughts on that right now Um, and so I I believe God has the power to lead me you know in a different direction but I believe he's put me here on purpose for now
0: what do you think in response to that I appreciate you sharing yeah Um, if you disagree too that would be cool to hear I mean there are a lot of specific nuances that one can say in you particularly um, shared um, just your personal perspective on where you are personally. Yeah. Which is totally valid. Um, I would probably say um, let me see how do I want to phrase this? I would generally sort of see it almost like more or less how you said it. Okay. Um, sort of in the sense of like God puts people in different places for mm-hmm. sure. So I think the Verse that you use about Paul talking to the slaves, like continue on being slaves. Well, he also faithfully. says them to
1: take their freedom if he can, but but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So that just saying like um, that, like God puts people in specific places for specific reasons at specific times, right? Mm-hmm. So like for example, the the fact that you and I were born um, when we were in this yeah. in this era, as opposed to three hundred B C in. China, I'm yeah. um, just giving a random example. Sure, um, like it, it's it's not a mistake. Like it's intentional for a reason. God put us here uh, because God is writing a huge story, um, where He's writing up like the lives of each person down. He's sort of ordaining what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So there is a total sense where Psalm One Forty Three. I know your days. Uh, let me look it up while you keep talking. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's a certain. There's a certain sense, I believe, that all things are happening, um, Romans eight twenty eight. 28, all, all, God is working all things together um, for the good of those who love him, To those who are called according to his purpose, you know, all things are happening according, for the, for the good of God's people, and then also, God is sovereignly ordaining all things to happen exactly how he says, for his own glory, so then how does that look more practically, that's like a big overall picture, mm. So and I would probably say that we're putting specifically for specific reasons. Um, and then I guess I, I didn't even answer my, my own question because then, like, how do you know? I'm going to turn it back to you well after you read the, the verse, um, if you've found it. If not, we can it 137 it. then it 137? I haven't found it. 139? Uh, 139. 139. Could be.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to start at verse 13. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, I am still with you.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. a very cool psalm. Um, but I, I I, sort of gave the big picture. You sort of gave more of a personal, like how you would view it um, with the choices that you make. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm going to ask next, what how would you sort of fall into what i was saying about just the big picture okay
1: um i'm sorry i can't what do you mean by that i think i missed
0: so like how would you respond to more i mean i know you were searching yeah I something up on your world. phone i'm sorry yeah the the big idea is just like god's ordaining all things okay and everything is happening for a reason mm-hmm. um yeah And then you get into like a tricky part of like, okay, so uh, not to what extent, but like God, like you just get to that idea of like God is ordaining all things. Right. So is
1: everything I do a hundred percent God's choice or is a hundred percent my choice?
0: Sort of. Is that kind of what we're asking? Sort of, not quite, because then you get into, I think, a different field of questioning. I would sort of frame it, frame this particular question more as... How would you sort of... Like God is doing all things Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah, we also sort of... um, It appears that we have some... um,
1: What's the word? We have some power to make our own decisions. It appears we have some... There's a word I'm looking for. I can't think of it.
0: Some... We can do this. We can do this. <laughs> uh, uh, agency. Agency. Thank you, uh. thank you Chris. <laughs> it would appear that we have some agency.
1: <laughs> it would appear. So. Yeah, it, There are other uh, other pieces of the scriptures, for instance, what we just read, Psalm 139, that it would appear that every single thing that happens is, has been laid out for us by God ahead of time. And so are we wrestling with that right now?
0: We could be if if you want to. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. I was just uh, yeah I was just gonna gonna say like it just seems like yeah like we like what you were saying like you go along with sort of where you see the Lord leading you. Mm-hmm. You so uh, you sort of from what it sounds like you sort of try to see like the different nudges and pulls what goes into your heart what you feel like, like God is putting into your heart. But at the same time, um, God is ordaining all things. Mm-hmm. Every single thought. I suppose that like you're thinking of, and every single situation that you're put in, is put in, and that is ordained by God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you're the one choosing to do specific things. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know. Um, it's just interesting to ponder. Now mm-hmm. I'm. I've sort of snatched the spotlight. Right. I like, gotta. Uh, so yeah. I I sort of wanna. We'll want to hear just some just just some thoughts and then we can move to something yeah else yeah i
1: Hmm. i don't have a good explanation I, I don't have a satisfactory answer to to explain how those things hold together
0: neither do i think many people have if if anyone Hmm. i i i do have
1: uh, but, but I do think we can say with certainty um, some things that are true. Um, for instance, um, Jesus talking to this, this, to the disciples. John the Baptist, I believe, has just been killed. Um, but they're talking about John the Baptist. Um, and, and he asks the disciples, who do the people say that I am? And the disciples say, well, some say you're Elijah, come back from the dead. Some say you're somebody else, I can't remember. Some say you're John the Baptist, raised from the dead. And then Jesus says, who do you say that I am? And Peter replies saying, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says to him, don't think that man has revealed this to you. Only the Father in heaven can reveal this to you. This has come from God. You cannot know this because of the things that that, that humans teach you. This is knowledge that comes from God, um, and and so we can be sure that if we know the Lord, if we're walking in His will, you know, if, if we're being obedient to Him, um, it's because He has given us, He's allowed us to know the Son. We we can't know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God, with without the Father teaching that to us, um, and. And so we can be confident that, that God does that. Um, at the same time, um, Joshua saying saying to the Israelites, choose this day who you will serve. Um, and, and so it, it seems that, that both are true. If I find myself following Jesus, it's because God has done that for me. Um, but it also seems that I have the freedom to, to reject that. Um, and maybe even to say yes but if I say yes I'd say it's because the Lord helped me to do that uh, and so yeah it, it, the Bible seems to acknowledge that we have some agency but also it seems to be pretty clear that that um, God's in control and, and leads and ordains um, so I think both are true and that's maybe easier to live in than it is to explain I I know I have to make choices that honor God, but I can live in peace knowing that God's in control and He has power to ordain what happens and stuff. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. I'm sure people have wiser answers than that and more scriptural answers than that. But yeah. that's yeah. that's where I am yeah. in that at the moment.
0: Okay, cool. I appreciate you sharing. I'm gonna make a hard left turn. Um, I'd say like a i I wouldn't say hard, I'd probably say like medium to hard like uh like 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 an almost hard yeah Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no but uh no yeah i'm I'm gonna make a little bit of a turn okay um so I, I sort of wanted wanted to hear a little more about your upbringing, yeah like who how did you grow up um I and mean then any anything that you wanna share about that all right cool i uh
1: I was born to two parents who held me in their arms and and their first words over me were "Oh, little baby boy. I mean, I I, I don't know the exact words. But but I know what the content was. There's a God who loves you. His name is Jesus and he died for you. Um, Both of my parents, that's where their heart is. Um, And um, I got to grow up in that. My dad is my hero. Um, He is... Um a an upright righteous man, um elder at his church, um has made some hard decisions in his life that have, have been costly for him, um, but that have been necessary to to be faithful. Um and uh I uh I think we're going to go here. Um, Chris, do you know where I'm going? No. Okay. Um, May I say a word to the young men? Or should I not?
0: If you want. You think? You can talk about whatever you want, man. Okay, cool. We're going to go there then.
1: Um, uh, To to the young men, uh, if you aren't struggling with pornography right now, you are probably one, literally one in a million. If you look at the young man to your left or your right, if you're sitting with, with other guys, one of the things you can be surest of is that they are struggling with pornography. Um, I, it, is, it is almost entirely universal in today's world. Um, I am a strange young man. I, uh, I don't. <laughs> with pornography and and the reason that is is because of my father um, he um, he uh, he when I was young very young um, like like six or seven <laughs> we started talking about this and you're going to be attracted to women um, you, you are going to um, you know, see things and, and, uh, and I don't want you to be alone in that. His goal is that I not be alone in the wrestle to keep my eyes holy. Um, and so from a young age, we, we, we talked about, um, how to avoid seeing things that, that will, um, bend us, break us, um, you know, hurt, hurt our, our future marriages because of the, of the, um, women we've seen inappropriately. Um, and uh, um, and that was his goal, not that I would feel guilty ever, um, not that I would be afraid, but that I wouldn't be alone. And so most most of you would probably say you've never talked about this with your father. Um, growing up, you've, you've never got to talk about dating in a comfortable way with your parents, and, and certainly never talked about your struggles with keeping your eyes pure with your parents. Um, and and he refused to leave me alone in that and so from before i was even old enough to struggle with with keeping my eyes pure um he was he was preparing me to understand that i'm going to struggle with that um and that you know to 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 look a little bit you think oh if i just look a little bit it'll be better but it's like pouring gas on the flames (laughs) um and and so i i understood that um from, from a young age and, and because i cared what he thought about me um, it, it was it was i mean don't don't get me wrong i've i mean it hasn't been easy um, i've struggled with thoughts i've struggled with 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 being pure um, but but because of his support in my life and willingness to talk about this with me um, i i have not watched pornography um, and so I just want to encourage you, um, you, you all probably do. <laughs> um, and, and that's part of the world we live on. And there, there is hope. You will beat it. Um, I can tell you, point out many men who have. But also, um, your sons don't have to struggle with this. And the way you can keep them from doing that is to um, not leave them alone in it prepare them from a young age sons. this is what you're going to struggle with and for the sake of your of your family someday down the road um, with the goal of of keeping our eyes our bodies whatever pure for the Lord um, we're not going to be in this alone we're going to talk about it and and we're not going to do it Um, so I want to encourage you guys in that Um, yeah I can keep talking about my upbringing or I can answer other questions
0: yeah you just keep on talking about your upbringing okay
1: cool um all right well so i talked about i want to shoot a, a deer someday a big buck with my bow um one of those places where dad and i got to uh, have all these conversations is we go hunting and that that drive from home to the mountains or around the mountains like we have talked for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and, and, and hours and hours and hours for a long time is that about three hours all of life. Um, yeah <laughs> more or less um, just about life my 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 dad is um, my closest friend. he's also my dad, you know, it's not like a weird relationship like where my dad's my friend, but he is probably my closest friend. um and it's just because we've talked so much. Um, and that's been really cool and my my mom also um, <laughs> i, I uh, as a baby they would need me to take a nap because that's healthy for babies to take a nap or even just want me to go to bed at night. And, and the way they do that is they would put me in a car and drive me around hoping that the car would make me fall asleep. <laughs> and uh, instead of falling asleep, I would ask questions. <laughs> yeah, but, but why? But, but why? And uh, sometimes they would wonder whether or not they were putting me to sleep or if I was putting them to sleep. <laughs> um, but my mom... I've talked to my dad a lot, but my mom has just spent so many words on me. She's spent so much time just talking to me, and she, she has a lot of words. And that's been a huge blessing for me, just that I have a mom who, I mean, that's probably pretty normal, maybe, I don't know. But just that I have a mom who wants to talk to me, um, and, and has, and puts, puts her energies into that, has been a huge part of, of uh, shaping me, molding me. Making me who I am today. Um, I have a sister. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I haven't mentioned that. Her name is Katie. <laughs> Catherine Ruth Brown. No! No, it's not Catherine Ruth Brown. It's Catherine Ruth she Walker. She got married! She got married. Um, this summer, to Alex Walker, his name is not Alexander, even though I have a friend. Her name is Katie Haven. She calls him Alexander because she's funny. Um, but his name is not Alexander. His name is Alex Alex Paul Walker, and my sister is now Catherine Ruth Walker, and um, and I am so excited about that. They're, um, they're awesome. Alex is wonderful. My sister is wonderful, um, but she is she's fun. She she reads a lot. She, uh, oh my gosh, word searches. So, so you know how the substitute teacher comes in a class and he gives the whole class a word search. No. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Were you homeschooled? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Did you have a substitute teacher? Yes.
1: Did he give the class a word search?
0: No. So I was public school, so we do not want you to like, learn anything. No, I'm not. Oh. Kidding, oh. Kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Shut <the line>. up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, I would always get, like, it'd be a word search day, and I'd get a word search, and I'd go, oh, man, I'm like, there's, there's candy for the first person to finish. And if I'm going to finish a word search, that's like a like a 12-hour like endeavor for me. I, I am slow with word searches. My sister, she would finish the the same word search that would take me a day to complete. She would be done with in 15 minutes. And that is not an exaggeration. Maybe 10. It's incredible. She just looks at the i. It looks like she's, it looks like she's just drawing lines for fun on a piece of paper. You Get her a highlighter and a word search book. And she just sits there and like, as if she were highlighting a thing she was reading, and just you know, oh, that's a fun word. Oh, that's a fun word. She's just highlighting left and right the whole time. We we for Christmas have got her word search books, and within a month they will be completely finished. She just she just sees the words; they come out at her. Um, <laughs> the captivate her. It's remarkable. Um, she can sing. She's working at a chocolate shop called. Le Cadou or something like that, Mackenzie would be able to tell you. She speaks French. She speaks French. She speaks French. French. Uh, but I can't tell you. Francais.
0: Francais. francais oh. you know, I'm, I'm actually like, like probably like one-sixteenth French. Oh, cool. Yeah, so actually it's in my blood. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you actually can't tell me I have a poor French accent. <laughs> or that I speak it poorly because, um, you know, it's, it's in my blood. But is that what you're wearing?
1: Isn't that hat kind of French? What kind of hat are you wearing? Right
0: it's there? more of a UK hat. Uh for anyone not being able to see me right now, I'm currently wearing like one of those is it short cap. It, they originated back in believe uh, in in the UK uh, hmm. late eighteen hundreds maybe. Okay. And then like they're very standard for like newsboy for news. Yeah, like newsie. Newsboys, yeah. Yeah. So like they also came over to the U S. Okay. Uh, I was introduced for the most part to the hat uh, because I recently got into. Lindy Hop, which is a type of jazz dance mm-hmm. he's good at it I'm okay at it i appreciate it uh, he's it's fun to watch him and it's it's a hat that a lot of pe- people wear so i i thought you know what if i'm gonna like be a jazz dancer you know you gotta you gotta go all in you know yeah <laughs> he's gotta commit he's, yeah but you know, i i now have like the, the the whole the the whole costume too so i have the the bow tie the Nice. The high waisted pants. Nice. That pretty. Do you good. have a zoot suit? No, I don't. I may maybe I'm. I, I don't have the whole. Is
1: that the right? Is that the right? I, no
0: what, I have no idea what that is. Okay, there's a song called
1: Zoot Suit Riot. It's kind of jazzy, fun. Awesome. Uh,
0: also, for the for the listeners, so uh, <laughs> one thing that you have to know about Andrew is that he has a song for every occasion. He he's like one of those like you go into like one of those old. Like, like, uh, like, uh, was it malt shops or whatever? One of those old shops where they like sell you food, yeah. And like, in the back of the store, they have one of those like jukeboxes where you put mm-hmm. in a quarter, yeah. And then you can pick more like an old timey song. So, Andrew is like that, but like, well, like times a billion. Um, I am one of the jukeboxes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't give me a quarter, you just have a conversation with me, yeah. And you get a song. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so if 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 you're ever like talking to Andrew and he just spontaneously breaks out in, in song. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be surprised.
1: When Chris said the word Newsies, there's a, there's a Disney musical
0: called Newsies. And I almost broke out. Just... <laughs> he was restraining himself. I'm currently
1: restraining myself. I could now. see the sweat. <laughs> no,
0: dude. dude, if You just want to break out in song. You, you in want
1: it, <laughs> You could. Okay. It's a fine life. Carrying the banner through it all. A mighty fine life. Carrying the banner, tough and tall. Every morning, we go where we wishes. We's as free as fishes. Sure, beats washing dishes. It's a fine life. Carrying the banner, home for y'all. It's uh, the newsies. It's a fine life. When you're a newsie, you get to carry the banner, carry the newspaper, and uh, you get to go where you wish. Beats washing dish. Is or
0: cooking fishes. That also runs. Anyway. Well, for all the listeners out, out there, he's here all week. He's here all week. <laughs> I'm here <gonna> to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So actually, that, that's a fun thing to get into. Like, how, how, how are you a jukebox? Like, how do you know all these songs?
1: Well, all right. So it goes back to my parents. Um, it, it, it starts like this. Modern music, the modern music listener listens to MP3s. You don't realize it. Spotify is MP3s. Apple Music is MP3s. YouTube, I believe, switched to mp3s, used to be able to get waves, um, but mp 3 so a record is cool, because uh, a record is made by literally the sound, like you go, you go to where, the, where where people are in a studio, someone will perform, and it's the actual sound waves that makes grooves, that, that like carves the grooves in the record, I don't know the details of how that happens, but it's, it's legitimately the sound is being imprinted on the record in some way or another. Um, and so the resolution—if you think records sound clearer, you know vinyl's coming back. Um, it's because they are—they, the, the the resolution of the sound—it's it, real. It's analog sound. It's not digital. Digital is all ones and zeros. And so you can use to to describe um, to describe five seconds of music. You could describe that with ten ones and zeros, but that wouldn't be a lot of detail. You can describe it with a hundred ones and zeros, and that'd be more detail. Or you can describe it with a million ones and zeros, and that'd be significantly more detail. But the reality is, you, you only have, you're breaking it up into little bitty time sections. And, and saying, well, and, and, you're, and you're approximating. You, 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 you say between this time and this time, the sound is this. And then between this time and this time, the sound is this. When, in reality, between whichever two times you, you, you pick, the, the, the sound is changing a little bit. But digital things only allows you to approximate. And and with digital music, you can do, do those approximations really well to the point where you can't even notice the difference. Um, but with a record, there is no approximation. It's the real sound going on. And and so and so it's it's a higher resolution sound. Um, but mp3s, both there are two popular types of music files. There's wave files and mp3 files. Um, and MP3s are just a lower resolution sound. Let's, I don't know the actual numbers at all, but, but for, let's say, five seconds of music, uh, an MP3 file will use a million ones and zeros. And f- for a wave file, for five seconds of sound, it'll use 15 million ones and zeros. It's just, it's higher resolution. Um, and so my family growing up, um, we, we still, just dad's switching over to a, like a computer that holds all of our music, um, but we've listened to CDs, my whole life because CDs are waves; they're not MP3s. They have the higher resolution sound, um, and in our living room we had a CD player that held four hundred CDs, and it was hooked up to our. Uh, well, we, we also like like a uh, like like speakers, um, and you could you could go out on my front porch, and if we turn the music on, maybe even onto our lawn, and you could feel our, feel the bass coming from my house. We uh, we like speakers, but. Um there was no I did not have my music and my sister had music, her music and my mom had her music there was no like our music we had our family shared the same music and it was from that CD player that sat in our living room with 400 CDs in it and we also have another one that holds like 350 that has all of our Christmas music in it and then there's one out in the back room that another 400 holder um, and the Christmas music one is not full by the way there's only about 40 CDs in there Um but so we just have this kind of shared body of music that we all love. And my parent, my dad was born in 1959. My mom was born in uh, 1963. Um, And so that's, you know, that's the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s of music, and they have just over their life, picked up the good stuff. Um, The good stuff from the 60s, the good stuff from the 70s. And you know, all the music in the 60s was not good. But there was a lot of really good music from the 60s. There's a lot of really good music from the 70s. Um, and so they've had a lifetime of sifting through music and, and finding the stuff that's good. Um, and, and then those songs made, it, made their way into our CD player. Um, and so I, uh, I love that music because often, and, and this is partially just what my ear is used to, but, but most of the modern music I hear, I think it just, it doesn't, it's not, I don't enjoy it as much as the older stuff. And, and, and part of that is because, I, like I said, my, you know, I'm, I'm used to hearing a certain thing. But also, most of the music I hear today isn't as good as the music of the, isn't as good as the older music I hear. Because I know, let's say I know 30 songs from the 60s. Well, there were a million songs written in the 60s. I know the 30 that were good enough to to still be around today, you know. Same for the '70s. Same for all of that. And so much of the music we listen to, it doesn't have the the quality to to sustain, you know, a hundred years from now. Um, but I've gotten to listen to a lot of the music that that has kind of passed the test of time. Um, and so, so often I find myself disappointed in in the stuff I hear today. And that's not because there is no good music today, but it's because there's so much good music from the past that I'm familiar with that, that hearing kind of the run of the mill, an artist is making a song because they want money as opposed to because they're a real musician because it's really good music. You know, I I find myself not, not loving a lot of the stuff I hear today. Um, And I could do well to probably listen a little harder,
0: but uh, that's why I like music. That's why I know music. For everyone listening in our very extremely professional totally <laughs> recording studio <laughs> it was <about> to <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually a, what is that is, is that a record player yeah yeah. yeah 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 and then so my roommate Tommy yeah I, I think it's Tommy it is Tommy yeah yeah he, he, own, so he, he owns a few a few CDs. Uh, however, I've never heard him use any of them. Oh, so. Me. What a lame guy. Can you play one for me? Huh?
1: <laughs> I got him to play me something. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah.
0: so, okay, so it actually works. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know the CD player does, I think he would use, use the record player as well. What's the difference?
0: Well, uh, so Okay, so these are the, the really small record. ones that like, you put in the TVs, right? What? CDs are the ones that you bring to TVs.
1: CD, so, CD means compact disc. And it's, those are the shiny ones you want to throw at your friend and
0: use as a frisbee. I have fun memories of cleaning them with, like, a banana peel. Yeah, yeah, probably. Wait, really? Yeah. Does that work? I bet it does. Like, when, like I think when they have scratches. like, I, like oh, They would be huge. And when I, when I grew up, I would play a bunch of, like, video games on CDs. Yeah. Like, on the Wii. Yeah. And, like, sometimes they would get scratched. Wow. So, I, like, Google daily if you, like... Like do like a banana peel. It'll no like way. it'll help it out. Oh, that's cool. I can't confirm whether that actually helped, but I think it helps. Yes, I, I want to try. I just threw the last banana. Okay. Question. Okay. I,
1: I'm holding a box of Captain Crunch right now. Um, Wait, how did you sneak that into a professional recording studio? I, I thought I said I no know. food allowed. I'm I'm, uh, I'm sneaky. <laughs> last year, um, we were given through through Axe. We were part of Chris and I are part of a campus ministry called Axe and. Uh, there's a food bank that has a bunch of food donated, but they're only allowed to give out things that are not expired. And so hope so there's a bunch of expired Captain Crunch they're like, this isn't bad. We're just not allowed to give it away. Do these college kids want it? And, and I said, yes. And so I came home with like, well, between Julio, Julio was my roommate, between him and me, um, we came home with about 10 boxes of Captain Crunch and they existed in this house. Most of last year, and we went through maybe two thirds of it. But so I'm curious: is this a new
0: box of Captain Crunch, or is this one that has persisted
1: since last year?
0: So you're you're gonna say I'm totally lame for this? Okay. But I don't really eat cereal. That's fine. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I try to eat like healthy mm-hmm. Like stuff that actually has like nutritional value. Right. right. Yeah. And yeah, but but uh, yeah, and then for everyone else wondering, because I know you're all very curious. So his previous roommate, Julio. Actually, is left-handed.
1: Why is that important, Chris? Why would you care? It? Like <laughs> oh,
0: little you little know, know why I care about it. Okay, let's. I'm gonna use guy's in front. Okay. I might be stealing it from somebody. All right, and then for everyone wondering, try to make. For everyone wondering, we're actually like in like, uh, there's a house that I live in. Called Chris the
1: Chris Forge. Does live in a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. For those of you who
0: Yeah, <laughs> I definitely upgraded. I think last year I actually lived under a bridge. It was actually a really nice bridge though, so I'm actually pretty. I actually miss it a lot. Chris even has a bed now. Yeah, I I slept on like an air mattress for a while. Um, Which is really comfortable. It is really comfortable. Yeah, I actually want to on the floor with my parents. And, okay, we're we we're, di- <laughs> we're digressing. Um, so what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so actually Andrew was a part of. Uh, part of like the first group that lived in this house called The Forge so mm-hmm. basically yeah. you want to talk more about it Andrew?
1: Um,
0: so my
1: buddy Isaac
0: one day said hey I have an idea
1: what if we got a bunch of guys from Acts together and rented out a house a campus and a house and, and had it be a ministry house um, and I said yeah let's do it good idea and uh, so we started looking around, and we found this really nice house, three stories. We could probably have room for six or seven, maybe even eight guys in it. And, and, and if we had that many guys, the rent would be cheaper than almost anywhere in St. Louis. And so we got all excited, started talking to folks, and asking around a little bit. And someone told us, hey, there is an old anti-brothel law in St. Louis that says, no more than three unrelated people may live underneath the same roof. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went, oh, well, bummer. Because <laughs> that means, that I mean, we couldn't have seven or eight guys living in this house. And and six guys wouldn't be enough to make it... No, no, sorry. We couldn't even... We could only have three guys in this big house, which would mean rent would be, you know, over way, way more than we could afford. Um... So we were pretty disappointed, but then we realized, wait a sec, there's condos all over the place. And if we could find one with both, both units unoccupied, we could get six guys in one house. And so we started looking and, uh, came upon this place. It's pretty cool. The the picture. So, so most houses in St. Louis are brick. Um, and this is also brick, (laughs) but, uh, but the, the landlord painted it white on the outside. So it just kind of looks a little bit fancier. Um it's not fancier the the floor so we're on first floor right now and they actually just got a new floor put in over the it's, summer it's creaked a lot uh, yeah it used to be loud but it also used to be more like you're walking on water than walking on wood Like, just, <laughs> so like you come out of my room and it like goes down a little bit maybe and then you come into the living the dining room and it like you have to go up, come up this
0: little rise and it, you know it's a the dining room where we currently are are recording yeah. right now <laughs> Uh, if you couldn't tell with all the echoing in the in the audio. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I wanted to sort of move a little bit back to um, talking more about like your upbringing. Yeah. So it sounds like you got some very some very good parents. Mm-hmm. So what what sort of um, what sort of would you all right, I'm going have two questions. Mm-hmm. They're they're basically the same question, but slightly like nuanced. So. Cool. But the first question is, what would you like to replicate from what your parents did with you?
1: Oh, cool. Um, Well, definitely, like I talked about, like, I want to help my son uh, not struggle with porn. Um, In my family, we didn't really have rules. We had principles. Um, There were very, there wasn't anything that I can think of that we had to do because we were, because my parents said so. Um, I mean, we did have to be obedient
0: to them, and if we didn't do what they said, we would... Let's, let's, sorry, we're pausing real quick. There's, a uh, there's somebody from the house. All right, sorry for pausing. We're, we're, uh, we're back. My my roommate, Tommy, is here, and he's, uh, he's spitting out gold, so I'm, 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 I regret not, uh, <laughs> I regret now oh my goodness there he is popping his head up okay you, you, may, you, cool. you may continue so you were talking about yeah, not so, having rules so we didn't really
1: have rules um, and like you know we'd get in trouble like if we didn't like do what we were told but at the same time there were there was a conversation there was an understanding of this is right and this is wrong and, and why um, so like going to a to a restaurant it wouldn't be like, you know, kids be quiet, like, and, and just fighting with, with with us all the time, be quiet, be quiet, you know, but it'd be more like, okay, stop doing that and look around. You see how there are all these people that uh, they're trying to have a conversation. They're trying to, um, you know, have a dinner together, or whatever. And, and you're making that noise is making that hard for them. Um, and so they'd be pointing us to the reasons for why we live like we live as opposed to just telling us to live that way because we were told. And I got, I mean, I got in trouble. I I, uh, I, was an angry little kid. I threw tantrums and uh, uh, a lot of tantrums. Spent time in my room. Got spanked. Um, yeah, so I... Uh, <laughs> oh Tommy is uh, being funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's being funny. A
0: little, a, little, a little too funny. Yeah. Um, so the original question was, um, what sort of would you want to replicate if Laura would give each yeah. other?
1: So I, I want to replicate that, like, understanding of, like, uh, we do things, like, building into an understanding of why we do things, not just that we do things because we're told. I mean, sometimes that's a good enough reason, but, but often there's more to it than that. Um,
0: and, and then what, what about, like, practical, like, how do you envision it, like, practically? Like, where would you live? Like, how would you treat your, your children? How much mm. time would you spend together?
1: I'm not really concerned about that. Uh, it's spending time together, certainly, that, you know. I, I no, like, more like
0: family culture.
1: Yeah. So, this is not my, these are not my thoughts. These are my dad's thoughts, but I think he's right. Um, society is struggling, and and we believe that the root one well the root of that is because we don't acknowledge jesus but um one of the ways bad things are are coming from that is we abandon our kids to school um we we send them away from their parents when they're what six seven five or six five or six okay five for Uh, kindergarten okay um yeah so let's just say kindergarten starting at five you go to kindergarten and you're put in a classroom with 20 people your age, and two overseers, two teachers. Something. I mean, I know it might not be exactly like that, but approximately. And so most of your interactions are with your peers. And that starts very young. Um, and, and what happens is, kids begin to care more about what their friends think than about what their families think, than about what the adults in their life think. Um, and, and so, Parents lose their children because, you know, dad says this, but dad is dumb. Uh, but but the goal of my parents and, and, and our family was to um, make sure that my sister and I cared more about what they thought of us than we did about what our friends thought of us. Um, and one way that um, they went about that is they gave us things um, that that required trust they wanted us to think of ourselves as trustworthy and they wanted us to be trustworthy um and so hold on to your seat when i was see i'm gonna say five but it might have been four and i'm saying five because four sounds just too ridiculous but it really might have been when i was five years old my dad gave me a 22 rifle a 22 rifle can kill a man from a mile away but but from that age he wanted me to understand son i trust you and there are things that require trust um and 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 be trustworthy and and i was trustworthy because i cared about what he thought of me because um we talked about things you know i didn't go into that blind i understood how a man was to treat a gun i was five but i understood the consequences i understood um what what responsible handling of it looked like um and then I would go to school with my friends at five, kindergarten, and and, and walk around with my friends and, 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 and have the understanding that my parents trust me with a weapon that can kill people. I'm not just a five-year-old, I'm, I'm, I'm a man, I've got, I've, I've got uh, you know, my job is to do right and, and um, protect people and, and be trustworthy and, and people are going to trust me with things and I'm to carry that out responsibly um, starting at five and also oh my gosh my dad thinks I'm worthy of having you know friends were playing bionicles which is not a bad thing I also love bionicles um, video games and you know whatever and and, and I had a 22 <laughs> um, I you know I I I I cared about what my parents thought more than what everybody else thought because they, they thought I was worthy of carrying a 22 in kindergarten. And actually, I have I have we did these things called, I don't remember, maybe wow books. I don't know, but but like every month, every week we'd uh, on a page write something. And so every month or so, I don't know, we, we made these books where we would practice writing sentences and then do an illustration. And in kindergarten, you, you, you see the progression from, you know, I had a BB gun and I was all excited about my BB gun and then in kindergarten, I have these books of, and my twenty two, that I'm so, you know, um, so so my parents saw to it that I was trustworthy by teaching me what trustworthiness looked like, and then giving me something that required trust, um, and that was cool, and and I, I don't think I'll give my kid a, a gun younger than five, but uh, like six maybe, but I'll probably give him one at five, you know, I, I, any younger than that you're just not capable of understanding, but kids are capable of understanding weightier things, I think, that we have, we give them credit for. Um, certainly I was, you know, I got that. But also, talking about tantrums, um, one of the biggest uh, shaping points in my life is I would, before dad got home, I would, when I get hungry, I'd get, my blood sugar would get low and I would get angry. And I threw tantrums and I, mom would want me to do things and I wouldn't want to and I would kick and... Scream and bite once or twice, um, and get sent to my room, because my mom she would um, she would get angry, and I would, like I, I, what I was doing deserved a spanking. But mom knew she couldn't spank; she, she would spank me in anger, not in justice. And so she would wait till dad got home because he was better at spanking me with a level head and not 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 out of his own anger, but because he loved me and knew I needed this. Um, but I remember one day with a tantrum. I was laying in bed and dad was laying there with me. And he said, well, son, if we... if we can't trust you with your mother, there's no way we can trust you with the 22. (laughs) And so next time we go to the mountains, you don't... you don't get to use it. And that... I cried and begged and that crushed me. Um, But they stuck with it and next time we went up, I didn't get to use it. Um, And that... that molded me. I... I want to be trustworthy, and and, uh, and in some in some ways I think the evil one is twisted. Um, I I feel guilty if if and if I do something that I think broke trust, I feel really guilty, um, and that's that's the voice of the devil, not the voice of Jesus. But uh, um, but it's also done really good things that makes me want to be trustworthy. Um, so yeah, um, some ways I've been shaped.
0: Anything else in terms of just family culture that you would like to replicate? Yeah, we sing together. Like, like, I want to sing with my family more. Like, uh, like a cappella.
1: Uh, so there's different rounds. So dad and I and mom, we do this a little bit with the whole family. But uh, there's a song called "Little Jack Horner." Little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating his Christmas pie. He stuck in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said, yum, yum, yum. (laughs) What a good boy, what a good boy, what a good boy am I. But the cool thing is, it's a round. You start, little Jack Horner sat in a corner. And then, you know, I would go on and then my sister would come in. Little Jack Horner sat in a corner. And it it, together, it goes together and sounds really cool. Um, And there's other rounds like that, um, but we would do that some as a family. And that
0: was really fun. Yeah. Um, and it would just be like spontaneous?
1: Yeah, not as much as I would like. I want to do that more with, with my family, but also, um, Oh, give me a home where the buffaloes roam and the sky is not cloudy all day where seldom is heard a discouraging word. Oh, and the sky is not cloudy all day. My parents we we'll occasionally break into that and break into two part harmony, and it's beautiful. And I can't quite do it. Um, I could learn, I just haven't. Um, but yeah, we don't sing as much as I wish we did, but we do sing some, and it's really fun.
0: W- Wunderbar. Wunderbar. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually miss um, it. Today's Sunday, and like, today's Saturday. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! I oh my God. In about what, not nine days, I'm I'm actually gonna be in a in a Reformation play, like a like a play like of the of, of the oh, Reformation, okay, okay. and I shall be John Tetzel. Oh, cool! So I've been I've been working on my German accent. Cool. It's, it's not very good yet, but we're, we're, we're working on it, right? But yeah, that was a fun side. But, so anyway, oh. <laughs> anything else? Uh, in terms of culture. Culture.
1: Cultura? La cultura? Cris? Culture.
0: Cris.
1: Chris. <laughs> Lopez.
0: Lope. Cris. Uh, hm.
1: Um culture.
0: Like family culture. Yeah, family
1: culture. Um I think it's really cool that like my parents on purpose didn't get my sister and me headphones. Like they didn't want us to be able to um like run away and and have our again like the goal is that we cared more about what each other thought than what our peers thought and so like as a family we had music that we liked and and uh, and, and 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 cared about it I wanted to you know know each other's music and and mm-hmm. and, and yes yeah, so, so something that was really cool um I'm older than my sister and I'm bigger than she is and and so because of that, you know, in some ways, growing up, you know, mom gets to tell her what to do. Dad gets to tell her what to do. I'm her older brother, and I don't exactly get to tell her what to do. But when it comes down to it, she doesn't really have any power over me. And they understood that she needed um, she needed to feel like she was in control of something <laughs> just just to kind of be a, for her self-image. Um, and so things like her room. She got to do what she wanted with her room. Um, she she got to go into her room and have alone time if she wanted to. I mean, not like, I mean, you know, mom and dad were allowed in there. But if she wanted to go in the room and not let me in, she was allowed to say that. You know, she, she got to have control over that place. Um, uh, a dominion, <laughs> if you would. Um, and, uh, and I think that was really healthy for her to, to not feel um, maybe be, you know because if she didn't get it that way she might have tried to get it in any other unhealthier ways or unhealthy ways um, and so I think that was really wise of them um, but so I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm saying that everything needs to be like communal because I don't think everything does need to be communal but like with the whole music the, uh, it's really easy to music is a place where it's easy to go astray my, well, my friends like this music and know oh, it's just fun. It's just music. It's okay. Well, listen to most of the music. It's not just fun. It's not just okay. It's about broken sexual things and and, and unhealthy relationships. It's most of it is not just okay. Um, and it's not even, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying we only need to sing hymns, but, but also guard your ears. Be careful about what you're listening to. Um, because um, it's, it's easy to start focusing on things that are not everything good, everything righteous, everything pure. What is it? It's, not, it's easy to start focusing on things other than that, especially in music. And it's easy to have that happen through your friend's music. Um, and so I appreciate how. Our music was not just oh my own private music where I get to run away and, and get to have join my friends' world with their music. It's no this is mm-hmm. the family's world
0: with our music. And uh we're not gonna hide that from each other. So you want a close family. What? You want no, a close I family. Do want to close family. Cool. I actually uh went to a church camp with a sister church called Rockport. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, kind of the yeah, thing. yeah. So, fam families are super close. Yeah. There was a really cool family that I met. Um I'm not I'm not going to share the name because privacy reasons, but it's like a family of 10 kids and their parents. And it just seems like they're all really 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 close. Mm-hmm. Right? And like they do like everything together. And like there's a, another family of 17 kids. Who I like you're like they don't really like, like, like they purposefully eh, do activities like on the weekends. Like they don't just go off on, on their own, do their own like things. Like they perf- they purposefully do like family activities, mm-hmm. and I just think that's like the coolest thing. It's it's very different than what I, than what I had growing up. Well, sort of, mm-hmm. in a way, because I'm also like Hispanic, and we generally speaking. How, like are usually like very big on right. big families yeah. or like extended family a lot of it would be but yeah. but it's just cool to see how um, how close families can be and how beautiful that that can really be mm-hmm. and then I, I think like some people would argue that oh like the kids the, the kids produced by those like really close families are going to be really weird because I mean I strange. I mean <laughs> yeah but <laughs> like at, at the same time like I, I think I sort of like I think it's cool because then it's sort of like Oh, yeah, but people aren't just cookie cutter, like just like their friends because they care about what their friends think, sort of what you were saying. Yeah. So I feel like it's very easy for people just to be very, like, oh, like I'm just like how, I'm, I'm just, I just do what everyone else does, you know? Yeah. Like, like I just fit in. Yeah, yeah. To a certain extent, I'm not sure if those two things are necessarily correlated, but I don't know, like, I just think that people who grow up with, like, really close families, they, they generally tend to be a lot. Yeah. A little, like, those families generally. If done correctly, could be very, really, really cool places in the girl And they produce very cool people. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and there's a difference between being... Just because you're a close family doesn't need, mean you need to be naive or... Like isolated? Isolated. You know, I... Um, I went to a little private Christian school through eighth grade. And then I went to public high school. And it was not a struggle for me to you know, be upright and love my family. Like, that wasn't hard. Um, and, and, and I, you know, my parents insisted on us knowing knowing about brokenness, knowing about hard things, knowing about, you know, what the world is like. You mean, know, in the world, not of the world. And so it's not like we were sheltered. But they helped us walk through the hard things and, and the broken things so that we know, knew how to handle it when it came time for us to make our own decisions. which is yeah it's not understanding the world and being a close family are not opposed
0: oh cool uh, and then do you remember earlier when I said that I had two questions for you that were very similar maybe slightly once. vaguely I so, you. I'm sure you did vaguely it was like there's a recording so if there's a there's a recording. A recording. <laughs> play the tape <laughs> um, so the the other question was going to be sort of like what I would ask you but it's a little bit different it's, it's just um If there was someone who came up to you who's about to start a family, Mm -hmm. and then they're like, or like, they have like a a few young ones, and they come up to you and they're like, man, Andrew Brown, Andrew Brown, it seems like your parents were phenomenal. You had a, like, like it wasn't perfect, obviously, but you you had a very, you you had an upbringing that I sort of want to mimic, right? What would you sort of recommend to parents Mm. who sort of want to be like, oh, I want to have a similar family culture, and I want to do sort of similar things. What would you sort of advise yeah your kids want to hear about your life sorry your kids
1: want y- sorry your kids want you to hear about their life your kids want if you've lost them if it's to the point of they care about what their friends think more than what they care about what i think you know it could be hard it really you know it could be that they're not going to want to talk to you about their life um, but but stay interested ask don't don't leave them alone you know um parents think it's weird parents think it's hard to talk to their kids about dating the first person i talk to about a girl i'm interested is my dad um and that's because from a young age we talked about those things um you know let let them share your experiences with them um not you know don't be unwise but when they're young um Bring them up in the way they should go. Don't 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 leave them, um, don't leave them naive. Don't leave them alone. Um, but 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 talk to them about things, and and be curious about their life, and, and try to listen um, from a very young age, and and continue to do that um, because they they do want someone to talk to. Um, they do want someone to care about them. Um, and, and and they, and they, so, uh, it's become a theory of mine that, that we all figure out who we are based off of our parents and that we spend a lot of time, um, thinking, okay, my parents are like this. And so, and so I'm like this. I think that many of us do this. Um, if not most of us, which by the way is cool, we're adopted into the family of God. God is our Father. I am like, if I'm if I'm to figure out what I'm like, based off of who my parents are like, that means I have to look to Jesus, that well to the Father. You know that I, I have to look and say this is this is what my Heavenly Father is like. That therefore I get to be like this. I you know these things come from me because of what my Father's like, um, which is awesome. Um, but you know so I've had this theory and and I was talking to a coworker and I said yeah I. You know I really think we figure out who we are because by by looking at our parents he said no I'm not I'm not like that at all like I never think about what my parents are like and then for the next half an hour he sat there and and told me about how his parents are like this and so he tries to be like this instead because he doesn't want to be like his parents he wants to be different but but so many of the things of the way he is it's because yeah I my parents are like this so I'm not gonna be that way um, which still goes back to he, he does, he, you know very much he has an imprint of my parents they're this way therefore I'm going to be this way um, and, and, and so to say that our kids don't care about what we think um, don't want our input um, it's just simply not true we are built to care what our parents think um, and, and so just, just have that confidence that your kids care about you more than you realize and i think if you start young enough they're going to continue to want to talk to you and be open with you about their life um all the way you know we my sister and i through high school um had a wonderful relationship with our parents through junior high a wonderful relationship with our parents that's not to say there weren't hard things that's not to say we didn't get angry that's not to say um you know we didn't we didn't struggle but but really um things went well to um, so talk to your kids, and I think you can have a perfect parent, and and have kids go awry. Um, you know, Jesus is in charge of changing hearts, not parents. And and so, um, there there's it's, it's not like you. have There are probably things you could have done better, but your it's not your job to save your kids. That's, that's the Lord works in hearts. So don't don't beat yourself up if your kids aren't you know. <laughs> aren't who you want them to be because yeah
0: briefly commenting <clears throat> on like just a thought that came to my mind while you were saying mm-hmm. some stuff I just think it's really interesting how like back in history um there was more of a culture of, of like yeah like like i I, I want to be like my dad or i mm-hmm. I want to be like my parents like and that's a good thing I think now more recently uh, at least in our in our particular culture and um, zeitgeist do you know that word I do Zis German, Zis German. I don't really remember what it means it's like the spirit of the age right okay like, yes yeah, sort of like like just the times that we're living in I just think it's more common for people to sort of do what I mean I, I, I totally fall victim to uh, to that to a certain extent growing up uh, especially um, yeah especially like like even just like several years ago like I definitely myself was like yeah like like my parents are like this, I do not want to be like that. I want to be different. Yeah. And I just think it's like the saddest thing, just because. Mm-hmm. It, I, I don't know. It's just it's just so weird. You know. It's just like, well. Like, parents should be like role 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 models. So there should be a closeness. Like, why in the world would mm-hmm. a, a a kid want to be like? No, I want to reject you and reject your ways. Mm-hmm. Just for I just think it's think it's so. sad and yeah, it looks like that way too. So just that was just a thought that came to my mind so yeah. yeah but I think it was cool that you brought sort of that idea up and but that's also
1: a good point I mean, I mean I don't know your parents so I'm not speaking about your parents but um, it's not all parents are good role models that's and, true and it's fair to recognize yeah, I forgot that. For right right. to mention that, yeah? that oh, well, yeah well I thought I mean I, again I don't know your parents yeah, but, but, I mean, yeah. but it's I mean for some people that is fair my parents you know for to, to say my parents were not good mm. <laughs> You know no, that's that can be true in cases, mm-hmm. and and for you to want to be different is a fair.
0: Yeah, yeah it actually. Uh, yeah, that's about the thing. I, I think more of what I was saying. I wish your mom I, I, for, the I, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to sort of make this clarification because I th- I think it is important. So I really appreciate you you bring it up. Yeah, there 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 are children who have very. Yeah. Um, to put it nicely. Poor role model parents, you know, yeah. parents who you just, like, it would not be a good idea to want to be like them or to model them. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality that, like, yeah. And, and like, in, in those cases, it's actually a good... I mean, it's sad that the situation has transpired in that way, but it wouldn't be a good thing for a kid to be like, well, my dad did this, this really horrible thing and he's paid the price and now I want to do yeah. something else and I want to do something different. Yeah. But, but yeah. But I still, yeah, yeah. I, I would still say that part of what I was saying still like the heart of what I was saying was more like the the, the general culture of however is moving like even the parent like there are a lot of, I mean good is a very <laughs> it's a very vague broad term wait were you in my group last night? No you no. weren't okay yeah we were talking about that um, but yeah like, good is a very broad term like how do you define good but I mean just gen- Like, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but yeah we, we, we all have a sort of a, a sense of like oh like they were good parents they were bad parents or like they're good people they're bad people like like it's uh, i'm I'm using it very like in like a just a general like the way that we would view it like in the worldly sense sort of way Mm -hmm. and not like in a biblical sense of like because because of course like no one is good not one and only the good that we do is through faith but just Mm -hmm. generally speaking people will say those things like yeah they were good parents Mm -hmm. and yet there there, there are there are parents who like generally speaking were good but just the culture is like yeah. oh like even though like my parents were like they were fine parents but i just don't want to be like them because right because i just you know, like ill it's gross you know
1: yeah right 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 yeah. is that, is that, that's, it's, that's it's like hard. popular it's like kind of a fad in the culture that's like, more of what i'm saying I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do something different than my parents for the sake of different.
0: being different for the sake because i don't like them to, that much yeah you know? and also um
1: see this Lewis talks about um what am i thinking of um chronological snobbery <laughs> my my parents are from an old age therefore what they believe is antiquated antiquated yeah. and and i it's just silly. And, and, <laughs> without
0: evaluating the merits of their beliefs
1: mm-hmm. we're able to dismiss them because it's old
0: mm-hmm. yeah Dope. All right. well appreciate the time any Thank you, it. any like specific thing that you like want to say not necessarily to end just like stuff that like came to your mind that you sort of want to bring up or huh? honestly I don't
1: think so. Yeah. It's been a good conversation.
0: Yeah, a good conversation. You I appreciate you. appreciate your time. One last Enjoy. one last thing. So if you do have children, yeah. Can you for the sake of the podcast and for the sake of the viewers, not not for me, but just for like the people who are mm-hmm. listening of course. Not of course not for me, but no. um, Would would I would, would I would you um, make me one of your children's godparents? <laughs> you know, Chris, I would have to ask my wife. <laughs> no, 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 like, 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 yes or no question. I have my wife, and I would have to talk about it. I mean, you can. Uh, I mean, but you can tell your wife from the future, like, well, I promised on a podcast. It's 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 recorded. I love to, my. I would love to have that
1: conversation with my wife and decide whether or not. But I, I can't. I can't answer that question yes or no. But I would, I would love if you were a sh- big part of my children's life. Uh, I can say that with a good conscience
0: and full honesty. I hope you're a part of my children. Uh, uh, well you know what this this podcast <laughs> not air anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, no, yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, it, was, it was it was wonderful getting to talk to you. Thank, thank thanks coming for coming. coming. All right, thanks see for you for having me.